0: Cantos fifty-five to fifty-seven of Book Three of the Ramayana of Valmiki, translated by Ralph T H Griffith. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recorded by O123. Canto fifty-five, Sita in prison. Does Ravan his commandment gave to those eight giants strong and brave? So thinking in his foolish pride, Against all dangers to provide. Then with his wounded heart aflame, With love he thought upon the dame, And took with hasty steps their way To the fair chamber where she lay. He saw the gentle lady there, Weighed down by war too great to bear, Amid the throng of fiends who kept their watch around her as she wept. A pinnace sinking neat the wave, when mighty winds around her rave, a lonely, heart forsaken deer, when hungry dogs are pressing near. Odin the bower the giant passed, her mournful looks were downward cast, as there she lay with streaming eyes, the giant bade the lady rise, and to the shrinking captive showed. The glories of his rich abode, where thousand women spent their days in palaces with gold ablaze, where wondered buds of every sort and jewels flashed in hall and court, where noble pillars charmed the sight with diamond and lajolite, and others glorious to behold with ivory, crystal, silver, gold, there swelled on high the table sound. And burnished all was bright around. He led the mournful lady where resplendent gold adorned the stair, and showed each lattice fair to see with silver work and ivory, showed his bright chambers line on line, adorned with nets of golden twine. Beyond, he showed the myrtle dame his gardens bright as lightning's flame and many a pool and lake he showed where blooms of gazed colour glowed through all his home from view to view the lady sunk in grief he drew then trusting in a heart to wake desire of all she saw his spake three hundred million giants all obedient to their master's call not counting young and weak and old Serve me with spirits fierce and bold, a thousand call from all of these wait on the Lord they long to please this glorious power, this pomp and sway, dear lady, at thy feet I lay, yea, with my life, I give the whole, o dearer than life and soul, a thousand beauties fill my hall, be thou my wife, and rule them all oh hear my supplication why this reasonable prayer deny some pity to thy sweeter show for love's hot flames within me glow this isle a hundred leagues in length compassed by ocean's strength would all the gods and fiends defy though led by him who rules the sky no god in heaven no sage on art no minstrel of celestial part, No spirit in the walls I see, A match in power and might for me. What wilt thou do with Rama, Him whose days are short, Whose light is dim, Expelled from home and royal sway, Who treads on foot his weary way? Leave the poor mortal to his fate, And wed thee with a wadier mate, My timid love and joy with me, the prime of youth before it flee. Do not one hour the hope retain to look on Rama's face again. For whom O wireless thought beguile to seek thee in the giant's isle? Say who is he has power to bind in toils of net the rushing wind? Whose is the mighty hand will tame and hold the glory of the flame? In the walls above, below, not one of fairer form I know, who from this isle in fight could rend the lady whom these arms defend. Fair queen over Lanka's island reign, sole mistress of the wide domain, guards rovers of the night like me, and all the world thy slaves will be. Over thy fair brows and queenly head, let consecrating balm be shed. And sorrow banished from thy breast, Enjoy my love, and take thy rest. Here nevermore thy soul shall know The memory of thy former woe, And here shall thou enjoy the mead Deserved by every virtuous deed. Here garlands glow of flowery twine, With gorgeous heels and scent divine. Take gold and gems and rich attire, Enjoy with me thy heart's desire. There stand the of chariots far the best, The car my brother once purchased, Which, victor in the stricken field, I forced the lord of gold to yield. It is wide and high and nobly wrought, Bright as the sun and swift as thought. Therein, O cedar, shalt thou ride, Delighted by thy lover's side. But sorrow mars with lingering trace the splendor of thy lotus face, a cloud of woe is o'er it spread, and all the light of joy is fled. The lady, by her woe distressed, one corner of her raiment pressed to her sad cheek like moonlight clear, and wiped away a falling tear. The rover of the night renewed his eager pleading as he viewed the lady stand like one distraught, striving to fix her wandering thought Take not, sweet lady of the shame, of broken vows, nor fear the blame, The saints approve with favoring eyes, disunion neath its merest ties. O beauty, at thy radiant feet, I lay my heads and does entreat One word of grace, one look I crave, have pity on thy prostrate slave these idle words i speak are vain wrung forth by love's consuming pain and never of Ravan be it said he wore the dame with prostrate head thus to the metal lady sued the monarch of the giant brood and she is now mine own he thought in death's dire coils already caught Canto fifty-six, sit as this day'd. His words, the mighty lady heard, Oppressed by war, but undeterred. Fear of the fiend, she cast aside, And thus in noble scorn replied. His word of honour never stained, King Deseret nobly reigned, The bridge of right, the friend of truth, His eldest son, a noble youth, his Rama. Vajus faithful friend whose glories to the worlds extend long arms and large full eyes has he my husband yea a god to me with shoulders like the forest kings from old lakshaku's line he springs he with his brother lakshman's aid will smite thee with the vengeful blade hadst thou but dared before his eyes to lay thine hand upon the prize Thou stretched before his feet had slain in Genoston like Kara slain. Thy boasted rovers of the night, with hideous shapes and giant might, like serpents when the feedered king swoops down with his tremendous wing, Will find their useless venom fail, When Rama's mighty arms assail. The rapid arrows bright with gold shot from the bow he loves to hold will rend thy frame from flank to flank as ganga's waves erode the bank though neither god nor fiend have power to slay thee in the battle hour yet from his hand shall come thy faith struck down before his vengeful hate that mighty lord will strike an end the days of life thou hast to spend thy days are doomed thy life is spared like victims to the pillar led. The yeah, if the glance of Rama bright, With fury on thy form should light, Thou course this day wouldst fall and die, Like Kama slain by Rudra's eye. He who from heaven the moon could throw, Or bid its bright rays cease to glow, He who could drain the mighty sea, Will set his darling Sita free fled is thy life thy glory fled thy strength and power its sense is dead soon lanka widowed by thy guilt will see the blood of giants spilled this wicked deed o cruel king no triumph no delight will bring thou with outrageous might and scorn a woman from a lord has torn my glorious husband far away Making heroic strength his stay, Dwells with his brother, void of fear, In Dunduck forest lone and drear. No more in force of arms confide, That half strength, the power, and pride, My hero, with his airy rein, From all thy bleeding limbs will drain. When urged by fate's dire mandate, nigh, Comes the fixed hour for man to die, Caught in death's toils, their eyes are blind, And folly takes each wandering mind. So for the outrage thou hast done, The fate is near, thou canst not shun, The fate that on thyself and all, Thy giants and thy town shall fall. I spare thee, can the altar dight With vessels for the sacred rite, Over which the priest his prayer has said, be sullied by an outcast's tread so be the concert dear and true of him who clings to virtue too thy hated touch shall never defile base tyrant lord of Lungar's isle can the white swan who floats in pride through lilies by her consort's side look for one moment as they pass on the poor diver in the grass this senseless body Waits thy will To torture, chain, To wound or kill. I will not, king of giants, Strive to keep This fleeting soul alive, But never shall they join The name of Sita With reproach and shame. Thus as her breast With fury burned, How be the speech The dame returned? Such words of rage and scorn, To last she uttered, and the fiend she cast her taunting speech the giant heard and every hair with anger steered then does with fury in his eye he made in treads his fierce reply hear my dear lady hear my speech list to my words and ponder each if over thy head twelve months shall fly and thou thy love will still deny my cooks shall mince thy flesh with steel And serve it for my morning meal. Thus with terrific threats to her Spake Raven, cruel ravener. Mad with rage, her answer woke, He called a fiendish train and spoke. Take her, ye dames, Who fright, Who hideous form and mean the sight, Who make the flesh of man your food, And let her pride be soon subdued he spoke and at his word, the band of fiendish monsters raised each hand in reverence to the giant king and pressed round sita in a ring ravan once more with stern behest to those she fiends his speech addressed shaking the art beneath his tread he stamped his furious foot and said To dashoka garden bear the dame and guard her safely there until her stubborn pride be sent by mingled threat and blandishment see that ye watch her well and tame like some she-elephant the dame they led her to the garden where the sweetest flowers perfumed the air where bright trees bore each rarest fruit and birds enamored never were mute bowed down with terror and distress watched by each cruel giantess like a poor solitary deer, when ravening tigresses are near, the hapless lady lay distraught, like some wild thing but newly caught, And found no solace, no relief from agonizing fear and grief. Not for one moment could forget its terrifying ward and tread, or the fierce eyes upon her set by those who watched around. She thought of Rama far away. She mourned for Lakshman as she lay in grief and terror and dismay, half fainting on the ground. Canto fifty seven Sita comforted Soon as the fiend had set her down, within his home in Lanka's town, Triumph and joy filled Indra's breast, whom does the eternal sire addressed. This deed will free the walls from woe, and cause the giant's overthrow. The fiend has borne to Lanka's Isle, the lady of the lovely smile, true consort born to happy fate, with features fair and delicate. She looks and longs for Rama's face, but sees a crowd of demon race, and guarded by the giant's train, pines for her lord, and weaves in vain. But Lanka, founded on a steep, Is gardled by the mighty deep, And how will Rama know his fair, And blameless wife is present there? She on her wall will sadly brood, And pine away in solitude, And heedless of herself will cease To leave despairing of release. Yes, pondering on her fate, I see, Her gentle life in jeopardy go indra swiftly seek the place and look upon her lovely face within the city make thy way let heavenly food her spirit stay thus brahma speak and he who slew the cruel demon parka flew where lanka's royal city lay and sleep went with him on his way sleep cried the heavenly monarch close each giant's eye in deep repose. Thus Indra spoke, and sleep fulfilled, with joy his mandate as he wheeled. To aid the plan the gods proposed, The demon's eyes in sleep she closed. Then Sachi's lord, the thousand-eyed To the Ashoka garden hide. He came and stood where Sita lay, And gently thus began to say, Lord of the gods who hold the sky, Dame of the lovely smile, am I. Weep no more, lady, weep no more. The days of war will soon be over. I come, O Janak's child, to be the helper of the lord and thee. He, through my grace, with hosts to aid, This sea-god land will soon invade. It is by my art that slumbers close The eyelids of thy giant foes. Now I would sleep. This place have sought with the horn lady, and have brought a gift of heaven's ambrosial food to stay thee in thy solitude. Receive it from my hand and taste, O lady of the dainty waste, for countless ages thou shalt be from pangs of thirst and hunger free. But doubt within her bosom woke, as to the Lord of Gods she spoke how may i know for truth that thou whose form i see before me now art verily the king adored by heavenly gods and such is lord with ragu's sons i learned to know the certain signs which god hath show these marks before mine eyes display if over the gods thou bear the sway the heavenly lord of Suchy heard. And did according to her word. Above the ground his feet were raised, With eyelids motionless he gazed. No dust upon his raiment lay, And his bright reed was fresh and gay. Nor was the lady's glad heart slow, The monarch of the gods to know. And while the tears unceasing ran, From her sweet eyes she does began. My lord has gained a friend in thee, and i this day thy presence see showed clearly to mine eyes as when rama and lakshman lord of man beheld it and their sire the king and janak too from whom i spring now i o monarch of the blest will eat this food at thy behest which thou hast brought me of thy grace to aid and strengthen ragu's race she spoke and by his words relieved the food from indra's hand received yet ere she ate the balm he brought on lakshman and her lord she taught if my brave lord be still alive if valiant lakshman yet survive may these my taste of heavenly food bring health to them and bliss renewed she ate and that celestial food State, hunger, thirst, and lassitude, and all her strength restored great joy, her hopeful spirits teared, and the glad tidings newly heard of Lakshman and her lord and Indra's heart was joyful too. he bade the metal dame adieu, his saving errand done with sleep beside him, parting dance, he sought his heavenly residence to prosper. Rego's son, and of Cantos fifty-five, fifty-six, and fifty-seven.